the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... She was protesting American foreign policy. I wonder if it was the lack of the peace and tranquility this country had just two years ago. I don't know what her major malfunction was, but I do know some twisted woman killed kids and people. And the answer by the feeble fascist government is always the answer to destroy the peace and tranquility of the lives of the law-abiding Americans, right? The actions of somebody else somehow are used to indict me. This is the modus operandi of a fascistic government, whether it's in America or whether it's throughout the world. The problem is, we're on to you. Numb nuts, diaper-wearing dimwit Joe Biden, and he comes out today where he is going to address this and use this tragedy, as every Democrat scourge does, to strip away your ability to protect yourself as we'll find out what it was the total number of people shot in this Chicago. It was kind of nice. Well, I bet you it was high. We'll find that out. But uh, to strip away the, the, the Second Amendment of the law abiding people as if the actions of this dimwit somehow translate to you. But it is so obvious, just part of the script, just part of the Rahm Emanuel, never let a good emergency tragedy go to waste. Because when Joe Biden walked his wrinkled ass downstairs to have an agreement on women's small business. This is how he opened the show. And I call it the show because it is one. This is merely Kabuki theater for us who are still pretending we have a republic. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. Now, Joe Biden has always been a simpleton. Supported by simpletons. They're called Democrats. But this is a new level. Now, this is the same day that hours before some imbecile. And boy, oh boy, I wish there was a betting site where I could bet what her registered party affiliation is. Because I know where I'm putting my money. Some mental midget went in and killed children. Religious children at a private school. I can't wait to find out more about this scallywag scourge. It's almost as if I know already, squirrel. But this is, he finds out about this, and he's going to speak to women, and this is the first thing he says. I want you to listen to it. This is the first thing that comes out of this idiot's mouth. My name is Joe Biden. (laughs) I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. Oh, God. Now, what's even more nauseating is the moron's that laugh, the morons that vote Democrat, the morons that create this climate of incompetence. That is the Democrat platform. So tell me more about the ice cream, 
Joey, when you're laying on the changing table waiting for your diapy. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. Oh, good boy. Good boy. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. Do me a favor, Squirrel. Somebody Google Ben Cardin's net worth and then find out what widget he invented. Folks, uh, welcome to the White House. It's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? They're your kids, all four of them? Well, stand up, guys. Now, I want you to think, we've had some terrible presidents. We've had some corrupt presidents. The list is really extensive. But we've never had a moron like this. This is, this is a low, even for a Democrat party, that would put in such high places as Ku Klux Klan, Grand Wizards, whoremongering dimwits, dope addicts, thieves, profiteers of policy, lobbyists, whores, and pimps. This is still a new law. Well, I want you to know, like you, I had two brothers, three, three in our family, three brothers, and one sister. Now, there's a reason I'm playing this. Because now what we know is that everybody with the last name Biden is a recipient of communist money, oligarch money, domestic corrupt labor extortion mafias called unions, benefits and monies and boards. So here's another name to throw on the indictment. My sister is smarter than all of us. <laughs> Not a joke. She, she used to be three years younger than me. Now she's 23 years younger than me. She managed every one of my campaigns for office, even back when I was in high school. And that's why she deserves a forensic audit. I want the IRS to crawl in every orifice. I want to find out every LLC she has a name on. I want to find out everything, because what we know about Joe Biden is he is the most corrupt politician this country's ever had in any position, let alone the highest office which he was allowed to steal. Now, he's going to use that power and misuse that power. To strip away every aspect of your American rights, of your Americanism, of the unalienable rights you were given, not by a fracking government that would employ this dimwit, but by nature and nature's God. I just want to speak very briefly about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, uh, Ben and I have been doing this our whole careers, it seems. And... uh, it's just, uh, it's sick. You know, we're still gathering the facts of what happened and why. And we do know that as of now, there are a number of people who are not going to, did not make it, including children. And it's heartbreaking. Do me a favor, Squirrel. I'd like to find out the percentage of kids that made it out of abortion clinics today. Check Planned Parenthood. Let's see if they killed their customary 200,000. In uh, a family's worst nightmare. And I want to commend the police who responded incredibly swiftly within minutes to end the danger. We're monitoring the situation really closely, Ben, as you know. And uh, we have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart, ripping the soul of this nation, ripping at the very soul of the nation. I think you are, Joe. I think you and your Marxist mafia party, I think your financial schemes, I think your corruption, I think what is the bastardization of our republic is ripping our peace and tranquility apart. And you have done it your entire career. However, what you're discussing is a pretty much new phenomenon. 
You had actually been a senator for about two and a half decades before Cullenbein. And once again, I'd really like, not just because I've enjoyed watching the news in the sewer of Chicago these last couple of days, but I'd really like the political affiliation, if any, of the perpetrators to start to be listed again. We don't have to do race and we don't have to do gender, although I do like the idea that a man was punched in the testicles while pretending to be a woman at an airport. That's my favorite story of the weekend. However, uh, I'd like to know party affiliation because I've got a sneaky suspicion that all of these red bastards are Democrats. I think it's true. And we, we have to do more to protect our schools so they aren't turned into prisons. You know, uh, the shooter in this situation reported we had two assault weapons and a pistol, two AK-47. Now, did he have an AK-47? Did he, she have an AK-47? You know, it's hard to get an AK-47. so easy a child could use it. But it's more uh, uh, probable that it wasn't an AK-47. But Joe doesn't understand names and numbers. He's more interested in the ice cream. He's in the ice cream and the kids and the rest of it. And uh, it's a sad state of affairs. This is American Dark Ages. And it's all supported primarily by the incompetence of what our government is supposed to do. You see, our government is not supposed to make it harder for good people to keep their money, make it harder for good people to keep their rights. It's supposed to do the opposite. But instead, our government is very, very comfortable right now, destroying the quality of life for the good people, ensuring that the enemies of those principles, both foreign and domestic profit. That's what you're really good at, isn't it, Joe? And by the way, I'm now I'm supposed to I'm I'm known as America's most pro labor senator. Well, guess what? And then as now as president, well, guess what? They're, in fact, increasing the number of women are in labor unions. It's got to be. Oh, no, you think I'm kidding. You know, Joe, before you stole the most important office in the world, labor unions were known for what they are. Bastions of corruption in municipal counties and municipal districts. This is where they thrive. They were on their ass nationally. And there were more women working. Oh, but it's true. There were more minorities working. There was more of everybody working. But now. What you've managed to do is exactly what your plan is, to destroy the opportunity of the honest man. So now they have to be in your corrupt mafia, kind of like the sewer of Chicago and the corruption that is Chicago and the pay-to-play schemes. And in the meantime, all you really need is a good spiel to regain control of that mafia. And hopefully, hopefully, people will forget just the kind of workforce we had two and a half years ago, back when you were just a corrupt vice president whore of oligarchs in Europe and a recipient of communist Chinese money. As we stand at this inflection point in history, I had a professor who once explained the inflection point as you're going down the highway at 60 miles an hour and you rapidly turn in one direction five degrees and never get back on the same path again. But, but you're on a different course. That's not an inflection point. That's a turn, you stupid son of a dog. You even know what you're talking about? Graduate. Lawyer. Come on. We're lucky things are only this bad with this idiot in charge of anything. So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. It's about time that we begin to make some more progress. But there's more to learn. But I just wanted to send my uh, concern and hearts out to so many parents out there. I've been to so many of these sites as Ben knows, by virtually every one. And uh, how many kids were killed in? Ah, let's pick a country. What do you want to go with, Squirrel? You want to go with the easy Ukraine? How many kids because of Joe Biden's policies were killed in Ukraine? How about in Syria? Ooh, 
there's fighting going on. We're supposed to pretend we're bombing the Iranians. I remember when you and Barack Obama killed hundreds of thousands of innocent kids. In fact, you've killed hundreds, if not millions of kids. So please do me a favor. Let's not feign disgust or feign concern because the only person that's murdered more people than that dimwit that shot those kids in this story is you war criminal scum that you are now let's make sure we give hundreds of billions of dollars to planned parenthood so we could kill the kids civilly 312-642-5600 make money smoke cigars and live free on the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer AM560, The Answer. Data provided through Freedom of Information Act says that Planned Parenthood killed 2.6 million kids last year. That's 7,100 kids a day. I don't see Joe Biden doing anything but making sure those murderous bastards keep getting our money. So do me a favor. Don't tell me how disgusted you are at the death of children. I know what you are. Con artist scum. Uh, Dave Downers Grove. Hey, Sean. I don't know much about this one today, but because I've been working paying for Ukraine's pensions. Yeah. But, you know, we won't know exactly what this woman, I guess, did because they'll do just like Highland. They'll hide the facts. Like he was a delusional, mental, confused uh, kid. Yeah, he was a he was on the borderline right. He did the transgender videos with the purple hair. Yeah. Somehow that's my fault because his father owned the business. And, and, yeah, and the and the Kavanaugh guy I think he was confused with trannyism. Yeah, you know there was many. There was a few kids killed during the Wisconsin uh, Christmas parade. Yes. A guy in a in a SUV, and they hide that that crime yes. all the time, and, and we know why. Yeah, just remember this, Dave. Right now, there's. A woman somewhere in an airport is in the bathroom crying because her balls hurt. Thank you very much, Dave. Let's try to find the good things in the news today. Robert Bloomingdale. Sean, how are you doing? Splendid. How are you? Well, you know, first of all, is this a, am I hearing things? Is this guy, is this a bad comedy act from Saturday Night Live or what? I mean, what, what, what I love about it, from? what I love about it is how fake it proves him to be. Now, you just heard kids were killed. Listen one more time. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. See, it's all a, it's all sketched. It's all a show. None of it is real. Joe Biden is not making these decisions. The mafia of Marxists that were working for this Democrat mafia since Barack Obama before he had gray hair. These are the same assets, the same apparatchiks. Joe Biden is the figurehead of the mafia. It's all he is. And he's sent out there to laugh at you. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'd like to know, maybe you would know, what is the percentage of abortions compared to people killed by guns and my final comment and i'll let you i'll let you go use the laws that are already in the books you don't layer on extra stupid laws because you want to take my right to bear arms and protect my family that's all i want well you know what's interesting too i'd like to know the percentage of people killed by guns we gave to ukrainians not just the ukrainian nazis but ukrainians and then i want to see how many people are killed by guns that we give to warlords in africa as Kamala Harris celebrates Africa. 
As I usually do, it's a combination of bringing in experts and reading a lot of briefing documents and um, and thinking about the future and what that will look like in terms of the relationship between the United States and the continent of Africa. And I am very optimistic about what the partnership will um, will produce. I am too. And I remember a lot of things about Africa. I remember a lot of history, not just what you want to spin on it, the lipstick on the pig, which I believe is what you're called when you get ready on Saturday night. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. Now, you see, that's an it's outrageous. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an atrocity. But we've been giving billions for years. Where has that money gone? U.S. forces trained the Guinean colonel behind the recent coup in West African country, and this is regard to Guinea. Without objection, so ordered. So I guess the, the question is, why should U.S. taxpayers be paying to train people who then lead coups in Africa? Congressman, our curriculum harvests this core values and also uh, to, uh, to be able to embolden uh, these countries for a representative democracy. But, 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 General, that democracy isn't what emerges. The problem is, I, I know you, you may have great confidence in what you're teaching. Matt Gates is interviewing a propagandist fraud, Marine Corps general. Talking about, you know, it seems to be we're training a lot of people who are killing and trying to overthrow their government. Well, whose side are we on and what's the average age of deaths? You see what they don't want you to know is the average age of the people killed in these outrageous wars where they don't have toilet paper is about 16 years old. What about the children? Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, it's great. I got to see my in-laws, who I love to death. Good, and good. Uh, I get the hell out of here very soon. So go ahead. <laughs> I want to talk about this uh, parent bill of rights um, that the Republicans uh, passed because they want to give the parents the right to know what their children are being taught and um, what books they're being exposed to and if they're all safe in the schools. And the Democrats, not one of them voted for it. It doesn't matter, brother. This is what I tried to tell you, Rich. This is all going to be two years of a campaign commercial. Thank you very much, and we'll bring you up to speed on that. The president has also made clear he will veto H.R. 1, another bill that House Republicans have put forward. to. He'll veto it. He'll veto the energy bill. He'll veto the parents' rights bill. That's what happens when you let a whore steal an office that he never won. Teresa Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Regarding the school shooting today, um, God, I can't imagine the fear of those poor kids and the torture that the families who were murdered, you know, uh, are going to be going through. And um, but these crazies will they're going to find one way or another to carry out their evil. I mean, gun control or not, determination is a powerful thing. Well, I also want to know another. I also want to know a lot about this story. Right. I want to know who she yeah, is. I want to know her connection. I want to know why she had two, uh, two, two machine guns and a handgun. I want to know yep. what party affiliation she has politically, because what, you, what you're standing in is in America where just a small group of motivated fascists and Marxists and Fourth Reich members called Democrats all of a sudden yep. are throwing around the word ban and strip. I mean, after all, we're coming right. off of two years of house arrest and they don't want to find out why we were under house arrest and where the disease came from. They just want us to move on as they cash out of their exactly. trillion dollar profits. See, I'm more interested in, 
exactly who this scumbag is and what her malfunction was. I have a sneaky suspicion, though. I know where I'd put my money. I bet you I could guess who she voted for in the last election. Thank you very much, Teresa. Oh, am I not supposed to talk like that? Too bad, because I see what you are. I understand exactly how we are in this position where now you're going to misuse your power, where you're going to misuse all kinds of atrocities to mandate, control, tax, and penalize freedom. Well, we're doing a lot more than just the IRA. The IRA is a package that in and of itself can get the 40%. But in addition to that, the president is issuing executive orders. There'll be uh, changes on automobile, on light truck, heavy truck, heavy duty. A number of initiatives that are being taken by states, subnational cities. They really kept us in the game, frankly, during the Trump administration when he pulled out of the agreement. But we 75 percent of the new electricity of the, uh, that came online during the Trump administration came from renewable resources. So we have a lot of other options, tools, if you will, in the toolkit besides the IRA. And um, another thing that went by the wayside that's kind of a bit of news. Joe Biden has given away 200 billion that- Uh, barrels of oil from the strategic reserve and the bill that he plans to veto is a bill that would have strengthened american energy would have given control of american companies back to the companies rather than the corrupt government who has infiltrated and backdoor nationalized these companies but now we don't have to talk about it right because we there's a girl with a gun and guns are the problems i understand not abortion clinics that kill i don't know 7200 kids today were killed in abortion clinics is there a democrat that cares about that cream puff jim Cream puff? Oh boy, you got to Are you there? Yeah. yeah sure. Pull your pull your hand out of the Yoo-Hoo bag and talk when I talk to anyway, you. Anyway, they had a great they had a great commercial. Uh, most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Hillsdale College. Yeah. They got the professor sitting in a room with cameras burning through three rooms. No. Listen, you're not on the job. Could you pick your head off? Could you pick your head off the pillow? I can't even hear you. Anyway, Hillsdale College had the craziest commercial I've ever seen. Yeah, that's got the craziest. Hillsdale College, where they teach kids to be free. You like CPS, where neither the teacher or the kid can say the word ask, and nobody gives a rip, because it's a money laundering scheme, the golden goose of corruption. After all, that's what keeps you on those yohos, on the pillow, all fat and sassy. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. America's Dark Ages. That's what we're in right now. Shocking. How, how did this happen? Well, the silver lining to the Fourth Reich shutting down our lives is that a lot of parents started to look at exactly why their kids were favoring collectivism, why they were willing to be slaves. It's the school system, the indoctrination camps. Now, most of us recognize the failing of the public school system, but even we didn't have an idea just how bad it had gotten. There are some people out there that decided to make a change. Now, to me, you have only two choices, homeschool or work your ass off in private school and still watch what they do even though they're taught by people who have a vocation, not an occupation. However, some people can't do that, and they pay exorbitant taxes, and they refuse to be taken advantage of twice. That's my next guest, Aaron Glenn. He's running for school board candidate, Stevenson District 125. He has a degree in finance. He's owned and operated a residential remodeling business since 2007. 
And he wants to ensure that the board provides financial transparency. Well, he's an optimist. Let's call him the little ant that could. Aaron Glenn, how are you? Doing well, Sean. How are you doing today? Very good. I, you know, listen, I wish you the best of luck, but these are golden geese of corruption. I had a friend from the neighborhood who's dead now. Dear friend of mine and a tremendous scumbag. He was a plumber, and he used to have an inn at Chicago Public School System, and they would say, hey, the school toilet is clogged, and he'd pour liquid Drano down it and bill him $9,000, because if it's not ten, they don't have to review it. And this is the gift that goes on time in and time out, and this is all public school systems around the the state in particular, but mainly in uh, these these Democrat mafia hubs. Do you think they're willing to turn this over to the people? No, I think that they're definitely not willing to. That's why the board that we currently have appoints the members that they want to be part of the board. It's a big problem that we have because every time that someone wants to resign a position, they appoint a new board member. That person runs as the incumbent. The people don't know the difference, and they say, well, just vote for the people that are doing great. So obviously they're trying to keep the power they currently have. John Gotti apported his members to the Ravenwood Club as well. I mean, that's how the Democrats like it. They like this system. It's been in place since long before you were probably in the neighborhood, right? Well, absolutely. And unfortunately, you know, we have we got to get back to focusing on education. I mean, we have public schools that are trying to indoctrinate our children instead of educate them. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But we need to make education number one priority for every student that we have. You know what's funny, Aaron? Um, there's a lot of talk now about the Republicans and the Parents' Rights Act and uh, this so-called banning books, which is not really the proper phase. It's just so that the public schools and schools in general at the people's money don't buy books that are not writing accurate history. But this is something that public schools have done for decades. In fact, it's a very big money laundering scheme. There's a lot of money in education uh, material, in education books. Do you think that the people even have an idea the kind of money we're talking about in these books that pretty much the parents have no idea what they are. And I don't just mean the books now talking about transgender and all this other nonsense. I'm talking about the actual books that public schools have been using for decades that have been inaccurate and nobody really cares anymore. Yeah, it's a huge problem. I mean, you have to understand that, and I don't know if you're familiar with the evidence-based rating system that our school district is on. Have you heard of that before? Not specifically. Um, if it's something that was exposed in Illinois Policy Institute, where you have, what, 42% of your kids can read at grade level? Right. Is that what you so mean? The big problem that we have right now is that we're no longer teaching the children based on the scores that we've used for, for decades, A, B, C, and D. You know, they've gone to a one, two, three, four. And unfortunately, the reason they've gone to this system is that the superintendent is the one who wrote the book on this system that we use <laughs> at the school. I wonder how much money he made from selling that book and changing the system. I'm sure quite a lot. They travel the country selling the system to other schools. You have a mayoral candidate in the lead in Chicago who has been very open about his ability as a teacher to not grade, to not give homework, to not fail anybody. And the people cheer. Do you think there's still enough people, Aaron, who want to to have their kids go through the kind of schooling you went through as a kid, the kind of schooling you want your son to go through or your, your daughter, a merit system. You think there's still enough Illinoisans that want a merit system? I think that every single parent that has children in the school district wants them to go through that. And unfortunately, you know who controls the media and you know who controls the narrative. Mm-hmm. So they're not being heard. And that's one of, that's a second point of my platform is advocacy. I want to make sure that we have a direct line of communication between parents and the board i want to make sure that we stand up for parents rights and students rights 
And that's the big problem that we have right now is no one is listening to parents. You saw what happened over the past two years with the pandemic and mask mandates. Did anyone listen to the parents? Did anyone allow children to return to school so they can get an education? No. They just sat in their offices and said, we're not going to do this because we don't have to listen to you because we got elected. And I think that needs to change. I think we need somebody, we need an advocate on the board that wants to hear from parents, that wants to hear from students, that's here to stand up for their rights and ensure that they get the best education possible. And that's what I'm here to do. I love this. And how can the people go and support you? What, where, where can they mm-hmm. go to find out more about your platform, more about your agenda, and to give you their support? I think the best thing you can do is probably find me on Facebook. Um, you can you can also text either my first or last name, so Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, or Glenn, G-L-E-N-N. You can text that to 888-444-8774, and that's going to bring you to a page that uh, allows you to see what, we, what we're trying to get out there, what we're trying to do, you know. No. And I think that uh, more ultimately, Sean, what I need is I need more people to get up and vote. I need more people to stand up for their children because if they're not willing to stand up for your children, what are you willing to stand up for? And if we don't get out there and make a change today, if we don't vote, then I don't want to hear people complaining when China overtakes the United States because we're raising a generation of snowflakes that are more concerned about restricting people's rights in the name of equity than they are about competing against global superpowers. Now, tell me a little bit about this Stevens, Stevenson District 125. Where is it? Because there may be some people who don't know. Maybe their kids are long gone and they don't know what this district is made up of. And maybe that's a way you could shake things up. Maybe there's enough people that don't know what their district is to maybe change things. Where are you exactly? What is the district? You know, if you live in Stevenson School District, it's rated in extremely high throughout the nation. I mean, it's it's usually in the top 10 high schools throughout the nation. So, I mean, it's it, you move to this school district because of Stevenson. That's Lincolnshire, Long Grove, Buffalo Grove, Hawthorne Woods, um, parts of Vernon Hills. We moved to this school district because it offers, historically, it's offered the best education around. And that's why you move here. So you're also paying the taxes to move to the system as well. Oh, I'm well aware. How many kids do you have in the system? Uh, my daughter's a sophomore at Stevenson right now. My son's in eighth grade. He'll be going there next year. And that's the main reason why you know people ask me, why, why do you want to get involved? I have two children that are going through this, and I can guarantee that what's good for my children are going to be is going to be good for everyone else's. No, I'm I looking agree. to stand up for my children's rights and make sure they get the best education possible, and I want to do the same for everyone else that lives in this district. Aaron, I love this. I really do. I love the fact that you're getting involved, and I, you know, you're doing the best you can with where you are and why you moved there. And there's something else you have to tell the people that are going to vote. A teacher, a grade, isn't your kid's ability to learn. The grade is the teacher's performance. It's the teacher measurement, not the child. We all know what our kids are. We turn our kids over to these bureaucrats. They're all pretty much kept up the way we raise them. They have a head start on learning because we've taught them that. And we turn them over to these teachers, so-called teachers. Some are good. Some are bad. Most are in the middle. So to me, any teacher, any teacher that wants to get rid of the grading system is a teacher that doesn't want to work is a teacher that knows they can't communicate with the kids. I think you're right, but here's the the thing that's going on. The teachers don't want this system. The students don't want this system. And the parents don't want this system. You tell me why we have this system that the superintendent writes books on. Because it's a money laundering. There's more money in failure. There's more money in kids having ADD. Anytime you incentivize more problems, you're going to get more problems. Aaron, I love it. Absolutely. I want you to get in. One more time, where can they go to support you? So again, find me on Facebook. If you if you can find me on Facebook, like my page, send it to everyone you know, and ask it to send it to everyone that they know. If you can, text my first name A A R O N or last name G L E N N to eight 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 four 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 eight seven seven four. 
early voting is, is open right now. You can go to the Ela Township offices. You can go to Peterson Park for the Vernon Township. Uh, we just need more people to get out and vote. If you like what I have to say, if you don't get out and vote and you're not making a difference, don't complain when you see this uh, school district continue to go in the way that's been going. Aaron, I wish you the best luck. Please keep me posted, okay? I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. H.R. 1 is going to be the Lower Energy Act. Because what we're doing here is, you're right, the only way you can really curve inflation, you've got a lower energy cost. You named all the different things energy has, but there's more to it. It's not just energy that we're going to do, because we need to double all the above what we're producing today. But we need to not just be energy independent, this is about exporting too, to our allies. We Joe Biden gave away half, if not more, of our strategic oil reserves. Not very good with the strategy, are you stupid? In the meantime, the the Republican Congress passes the bill. Strengthen America energy. The president has also made clear he will veto H.R. 1, another bill that House Republicans have put forward to drive energy costs up for middle-class families, pad the pockets of... Hey, sideshow Bob. How are they driving up the costs by making it easier for American companies to get American energy? Huh? Affirmative action, dimwit. In the meantime, I have to pretend this idiot knows anything. But what she does know is that Joe Biden is doing exactly what he's supposed to do as an asset of the Chinese Communist Party and the Eastern European oligarchs with the big giant anvil heads. He's making us weaker as he makes the rest of the world stronger. And the Republicans maybe. Maybe you dummies could stop uh, passing bills that he's going to veto and start impeaching this wrinkled-ass old crook. Robert Oak Park. Yes, yes, Sean. They're very upset today with the uh, Nashville shooting. Sure. The Covenant Church, very, very upset. My, my question is this, and very simple. The guy came in, or the woman, rather, yeah. came in through a, a, a side door. Why was that side door not secured? Well, Robert, I don't know, but let's keep an open mind because nowadays you can't make uh, you know any judgment. Just ask a TSA agent. Let's wait till we flip over to corpse to see if it was a man or woman. Let's just call it the Democrat for now. I think I'm pretty more. I'm a little more comfortable with that. Uh, Patrick Lyle. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. So I got two things to say. Uh, the first one's going to be a bit of a rant and a call to action. Um, I think we need to start pressuring our elected officials from school boards to local to state. They need to encourage the defensive use of firearms for everyone. All citizens, especially school staff, it's getting ridiculous. It's it's insanity, really, because they always go back and forth with this ban. Patrick, you sound like a wonderful guy, but are you calling from Lyle, Wyoming? No, okay. Illinois. Yeah, all right. Well, you go ahead, brother. You call your representative and do me a favor. Don't be offended when they laugh at you. That's how I got started in the radio oh, boy, business. Yeah. Oh, really? It's true. I used to call Louis Gutierrez's office, and he had some nitwit answer the phone. Cello. I'd say, listen, you freaking moron. I'm in the middle. You're, you're passing laws. They're hurting me. I'm a property owner. I got three. Too bad. 
And they, they, they make fun of you. So you go ahead and give it a shot. See if your guy in Lyle has half the sense of humor as Louis Gutierrez's third cousin on his mother's side. Who could tell they marry each other? Uh, George in Naperville. Sean, when that corpse stumbles into a room, you would think people would be filled with horror. Do they flash an applause sign to get those trained socialist seals George, to clap, or do they really think Biden's the bomb? I, I was sitting on the couch with my family, all right? And to watch the reaction of my f- women and how creepy this son of a dog is, you have to watch it to really appreciate how creepy this... Well, you got to remember, too, his daughter, Ashley, in her diary, she had to wait till one in the morning to take a shower because daddy liked to take a shower with her. My name is Joe Biden. (laughs) I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. I mean, it's the same thing with that dead man's face, that tissue paper skin, the thousand yard stare and the baby steps like a baby drunk on Jack walking on wet grass. Tim and Hoopson. Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Hey, uh, so. Uh, got got a comment for you, and I got a question. Shoot, to follow up. All right. Okay, um, so I can do you one better than the mere party affiliation of the shooter. I'm going to go as far as to say that the shooter in Nashville was definitely not wearing any kind of horns, uh, face paint. Uh, there hey, was no red hat. Let's wait Sean, for pictures, very, brother. Very, yeah. very confident. Very confident that the, the mainstream media would have diligently informed me. Uh, but I, I, but this doesn't add up because it's not very often that females do that. It's not very often. Well, no, no, no. There was the one here in Illinois. My, 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 I just, my wife just said her name. I can't remember her name. What the hell's the the woman's name in Illinois? Remember when we were much younger? There was just another, they're not the women do it too. Come on, women. Come on. Point point is, not the women with testicles like the one at TSA or the ones in Washington, but some women do it. Go ahead. (laughs) My question for you. What would, because, you know, they're not talking about this. We would know by now if if, I think that she's in one of their protected woke classes. And what would surprise you more, Sean, if it came out that she was actually a he that hated Christians and decided to shoot up a school full of kids? Or would it surprise you more if that were the case and the media actually did their job and reported the truth? Oh, I think it would be two. I would be shocked with B. But anyway, listen, I went long with you, but thanks for the show. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. Where is the one government program that works the way it was sold? Can you name one? Where is this successful socialist collectivist society that works at profit and everyone has peace and tranquility? Where is utopia? We've been sold utopia for what I can tell about 110 years. It's always going to get better. You just got to lose a little more. Or is our premise wrong? Is government failure the greatest weapon against your freedom? I think it is. I'm curious to know what my next guest thinks. After all, he is an expert in this arena. He is Dr. Nikolai 
G. Winzel, an associate research faculty member of the American Institute for Economic Research. He's also a distinguished professor of economics at Fayetteville State University. Right now, he is in Europe. Doctor, how are you? Thank you very much for joining me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. You know, um, this is our problem. We do this thing my mother used to do. We think we're always dealing with someone with good intentions. But one thing I've noticed is the government's failure is its greatest asset. It's its greatest weapon against our property. And this is a cycle that just keeps repeating itself. And all that happens is the numbers just get bigger. And those failures and those numbers are used against the property rights called capitalism of the individuals, those few individuals of Americans that can, can tend to succeed. Do I have it wrong or am I just paranoid? What is the case here? Oh, I agree with you. Maybe you're even being a little bit too generous. Uh, the numbers don't just get bigger. They get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is something that um, you and I are probably around the same generation. This is something that the palate of the American citizen, they they used to reject government failure. The numbers were, 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 were something that would never be this outrageous. In fact, the entire movement to get government under control was over $80 billion of a national debt. Well, here we are at a number that I think, what, less than 1% of, of human, human beings can even wrap their head around? And the Americans seem to be very comfortable with this number. Oh, it's crazy. It's what the economist Bob Higgs used to call the ratchet effect. Every time there's a crisis, government expands to meet the crisis. And then mysteriously, it doesn't really scale back afterwards. This is the problem that we're seeing here. Now, in your article that you wrote, which I find fascinating, you taught me something. And I'm going to be quite honest with you. I I didn't realize that the president had this power. Um, Article two gives the constitution that grants the president constitutional powers to propose legislation and spending. How did this happen and why was there no noise about it? Well, here's the problem. Article two doesn't actually give the president that authority. The president does have authority to give a report called the state of the union address and to propose general guidelines, but spending bills under article one, section seven have to uh, revenue bills, especially have to be initiated in the house of representatives. So what we have here is a problem of constitutional drift over the years. Simply politicians are not following the constitution. So this is just something, this is a a bastardization of principles that we're just used to, and we allow these dimwits to destroy and and nullify the point of our republic and basically make Congress obsolete. I'm kind of wondering that now. I don't know what good Congress is. As they pass bills, Joe Biden simply uh, uh, vetoes them. And in the meantime, he's signing executive orders, which are transitioning my economy into a quasi-European Soviet-style economy. And you're telling me that he doesn't have the right to do this anyway, and we should just kind of maybe get technical with him? Well, I think it's a fundamental misunderstanding. It's no coincidence that uh, Congress, the legislative power, is Article One of the Constitution, and there's supposed to be a powerful Congress under the Constitution, and the presidency is only Article Two. It's supposed to execute the laws and not make them. Now, executive orders can be overturned by the successor, and the president certainly can propose things not on a constitutional basis, but on a political basis, can propose spending to Congress. But that's a fundamental misunderstanding of what the presidency is supposed to do. The presidency is supposed to execute the laws made by Congress, not make the laws, not push legislation. Now, what I love about your article is the title, Smoke and Mirrors and Class Warfare. 
That is something that has been really the the sales pitch of the Marxists since Karl Marx wasn't even famous. This is something that they constantly do. It's all lies. It's all misrepresentation of facts and misnomers and fraudulent numbers. And it's the class warfare. Yet, for some reason, Americans who were the beneficiaries of freedom, beneficiaries of uh, the only country based on property rights. Why are they so willing to give it away for this utopia that never seems to come? Well, the thing I dislike most about the concept of class warfare is that America is not a country of classes. It's a country of individuals. Right. Sure. Some individuals make it better. Some individuals work harder. Some are luckier. But it's not a country of classes. It's a country of individuals. And what politicians are doing is trying to divide Americans by class. I'm going to give you one example here of the smoke and mirrors. I think it's particularly important. Uh, The White House is super proud that it's, quote, cutting the deficit by nearly $3 trillion. And I say, well, wait a minute. The deficit is the annual difference between expenditures and tax revenue. We still have a $31, $32 trillion uh, national debt. That's the problem. But the White House is claiming that it's going to cut the the deficit. We don't care about the deficit. We care about the debt. So let me give you an example. I've lost in the past decade maybe 90 pounds, and I've gained 100 pounds. There's a 10-pound difference. That's what I'm interested in. The annual difference really doesn't matter. And this is this, you know, I have been fascinated. Is this because the, the general citizen is economically illiterate, that they allow this bald-faced lie, this manipulation of, of words? Is that what it is? That's part of it. Economics is not taught in K-12, through and honestly, given the state of K-12, through I'm not sure it should be taught because of the craziness that's going on in our schools. And it sounds really nice to say that the budget's going to cut the deficit, but by the White House's own admission, uh, the budget would increase the debt by $17 trillion over a decade. Now, that's an increase, maybe at a slightly decreasing rate, but it's still an alarming increase. There's another problem I have. Um, We've been sold this bust-out math. And I forgive me, but I'm a neighborhood guy, doctor. Uh, we're not going to see each other in your classroom. <laughs> but it's this bust out math of just pay the minimum. And then we have a system of just paying the minimum on our national debt, guaranteeing nothing but expansion and also guaranteeing profiteering by the very entity called the Federal Reserve that gets to decide if it wants to make more money or not by bankrupting 50% of the citizens through massively making debt, uh, the increase costs parabolic on the on the small business person isn't in there lies the real problem and i've always wondered when we take debt as a nation why isn't that debt that we take at say one percent zero percent two percent why is that never really frozen for any significant length of time and why is there never a plan to amateurize the debt well i think the problem is you and i are thinking like economists and politicians think like politicians um All of what you have suggested would be responsible, but it means somebody's going to have to pay for it. And it's so much easier just to kick it down the road, engage in smoke and mirrors about the deficit versus the debt. And yes, as you said, monetize the debt by printing money. That way, nobody's responsible for it. It's great, except, of course, we get inflation. And that's a problem, too. Doctor, when you see these these morons testify before Congress... And I, I say that loosely because it it really, to me, fits everyone from Jerome Powell to Janet Yellen to Shalanda Young and every other dimwit who pretends that just managing the, the minimum payment as a percentage of GDP on revenue that has yet to be collected. How can they get away with this? 
This is a lie. They're they're guesstimating revenue based on past business with no guarantee of future success. As a registered investment advisor, if somebody did that, they go to jail. Yet in Washington, you get a promotion. How can we bring integrity to this system? Well, and the Fed, that would be a pretty nice start. Um, I almost... I'm not going to say completely, but I almost feel sorry for officials at the Federal Reserve and in government because they've been drinking the Kool-Aid for so long and their careers are so tied up in this that they can no longer be honest. I don't know if they believe their own lies at this point. I don't know if they know they're being disingenuous and selling a false bill of goods. But we have a fundamental problem. We need to go back to the Constitution. We need to go back to minimal government. We need to go back to the powers of government in Article 1, Section 8. We need to go back to fiscal responsibility. And the way to keep this alive, to keep this lie going, put lipstick on the pig that is the American economy, is to continue to increase the spending. So now that we're used to spending $6 trillion a year, granted it was due to imitating the velocity of money and shutting down the economy, but why go backwards? Were you shocked to see that now we're going to spend $7 trillion, or did this just uh, fill in all your cynicism? Oh, uh, well, it's... it's- <laughs> Came back to the ratchet effect again, because before COVID, we'd been creeping up to about 20% of the GDP to um, government spending the GDP ratio. And that went up to 30% during COVID. And look now, hand-waving, it went back down to 25% in the proposed budget. Yes, 25 is less than 30, but it's also more than 20. Do you think that people, um, you know, I, I almost enjoyed when they, they admitted, Janet Yellen, when I say they, admitted that who decided to bail out Silicon Valley Bank, which was pretty much a lobbyist firm for the connected Democrats. She basically admitted, well, who decided? Well, it was me and and, and my friends over at FDIC, none of whom were elected. Do you think maybe people will now realize that this system of perpetual bailout, perpetual expansion of, of, of this corruption is only but a handful of people? Or do you think it'll be polished over by media? It's going to be polished over by media. I confess that I was a little bit excited after the financial crisis of 2007 mm-hmm. and thinking to myself, aha, now the American people will see the consequences of yes. monetary policy. Now they will see the consequences of perverse incentives set up by the federal government in housing subsidies. Now they're going to see why the federal government should not be messing around with the economy. And instead, we got Dodd-Frank. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I could probably put about 600 guys in this room who were commodity traders that that were all short for the last 12 years because fundamentally the economy is not in this uh, rally mode is not in this bubble there are no fundamental factors that explain the growth of that we're experiencing because it's you know printed money does this go on forever doctor in your opinion what will finally make the liars among us admit the truth or will we just not see it Well, it's going to go on for a while, and um, as I am indeed calling you from Europe, and I should point out right quickly, I left uh, Fayetteville State uh, University a few months ago. I'm now a professor at a startup liberty-focused online university in Spain. Oh, wow. But I'm in Europe, so I get to watch Europe. And um, France, for example, is the canary in the coal mine. The riots that are going on in Paris now over the pensions are the kinds of things we need to worry about in the U.S., 20, 30 years down the road, we've got a little bit of time because the American economy is so strong, but it's going to come home to roost at some point. When you see so many other foreign countries threaten, and I believe rightfully so, to de-dollarize, because after all, we are the ones that broke the covenant of the Bretton Woods Agreement. Do you think this explains so much of our other policies when it comes to 
uh, sending our military over to kill people. You think that 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 what explains our foreign policy is the failed economic system that so few people really ever are questioned about? I think it's certainly an element. I think more generally, again, let's go back to the Constitution. I always like to quote George Washington's farewell address about commercial friendships with all and entangling alliances with none. And uh, if you have any doubts about what a budget should look like, I would say go back to Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. Those are the enumerated powers, and that's going to help us both domestically and internationally. Dr. Nikolai Wenzel, I've really enjoyed your article. Where can the people go to follow you and and see more of your writings? And then I want to ask you, do you prefer the tapas or your ability to buy Cuban cigars more about living in Spain? What do you like? (laughs) Well, uh, I can be uh, found at AIER.org, AIER for American Institute for Economic Research. And, uh, well, there are many things I like about living in Europe, and uh, the economics and politics are not one of them, but certainly I appreciate the food and the, the more laid-back culture, but I keep one foot firmly in the United States. Wonderful. I'm so, I'm so glad you came on, and I'm looking forward to the next time in your next article. Dr. Nikolai Wenzel, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. All right. We had a caller into the show who was upset with me. Correct, honey bunny? She was mad that I would, uh, what was the accusation that I would speculate If the shooter was a Democrat or a Republican. Well, it's official, ladies and gentlemen. Shooter was a transgender. Identifies as a transvestite, transgender, whatever. Uh, Her name is Audrey Hale, former student, and we'll go on to find out exactly why. You see, you don't have to... Are you mad that I was right? Was she mad that I was right? What exactly was she mad? Was I supposed to not say anything? Or was I supposed to... Not point out the the point that the party who claims to care so much about the murdered kids sits by and funds 7,100 babies being slaughtered by hitmen called doctors. Did you not like that crassness? You see, that's what I do, honey. That's what I do. I knew what it was. I had to pretend I didn't, right? And then when I say it, oh, everyone gets mad at me. Or when I point out that if you're upset about these, and you should be, by the way, about these children being murdered. At least celebrate the fact they were able to live for a few short years. And those are the same people that could give a rip about the helpless kids who are hacked up in their mother's womb and paid for with my money. I'm not here to be nice and make friends. I'm here to rub the nose of the fascist pigs pretending to be representatives in the gaga they keep selling us. You see, this is gaga, honey. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. No, you're just a political whore who's an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. And you'll use this tragedy of this freak killing innocent kids for God knows whatever reason someone will justify as an excuse to take away the rights of the innocent people. I just want to speak very briefly about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, uh, Ben and I have been doing this our whole careers. Yeah, the problem is the Second Amendment from this wrinkled asshole dimwit. surrounded by security guards to make sure him and his family are never harmed. Well, they take away your rights. I don't do that. It's the seat. There's a cancer in this country. The cancer is spawned by stupidity. 
But it's creeping throughout society where you are now getting support for fascism, for corruption. The same ideology that brought down Cuba, that brought down the former Russia, the Soviet Union, as it turned it into for 72 years. Venezuela, pick a country where this same bulldung was spewed. And in the meantime, are we supposed to talk about Trump paying off some whore rather than the real atrocity of what LaShonda Young, Marxist economist, is doing to our quality of life here in this country? Thank you, Chairman. Uh, thank you, Director Young, for joining us here today. Uh, I would note we've already acknowledged that uh, 19.6% overall percent of GDP revenue to the Treasury, which would put it at historic highs. So I assume the Director would agree that that's a, that's a relatively high historic percentage of revenue to the Treasury. Yeah, we, we are trying. We would be in line with where we were in the mid-90s. But nevertheless, those are very high levels as a relative basis of percentage. You were in line the mid-90s because they were paying off Jimmy Carter, who's still hanging on. You were paying off his presidency of incompetence and stupidity and corruption. You remember when he said we only had 30 years of oil, the moron, and the inflation he created? Please, I'm so sick of pretending these idiots are smart. Shalanda Young is a fracking moron. Another Marxist mafia member selling you how the government's failure is just, what are you going to do? We're going to have to take your money. GDP, but we're also acknowledging that we're increasing spending next year to $6.8 trillion, $500 billion more than FY23. $82 trillion over 10 years. $82 trillion of spending over 10 years. Eighty-two. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's game over. The cancer is to bankrupt and weaken our nation. That's why they're giving away the fracking oil instead of making it so countries, so our country and our companies in our country can be strong. Everybody knows what the recipe is. You could make China dependent on our natural gas because you know what would happen? The world would be cleaner. Our natural gas is 41% cleaner than Russian natural gas. But it's also the permitting. So what's interesting, they passed that infrastructure bill. They won't be able to build anything unless we get a permitting bill through. If it's not about the building anything, it's about bribing those campaign contributors. It's a freaking money laundering scheme like O'Hare Airport, which, by the way, Gets dirtier and stinkier every damn time I go through it. Rob, Long Island, New York. Rob? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Wonderful. Okay, well, you got me on speaker in Long Island, New York. What's the weather like there? <laughs> Actually, I live in Virginia. What do you do? Live in Virginia. Oh, really? Oh, you, yes. just, you just miss Long Island, New York. All right, go ahead. Originally from Long Island. How's Virginia? Uh, Splendid? Got a lot of cigarettes? <laughs> I don't smoke anymore. All right. All right. What do you got going on, kid? Is this well, about your son here? Tell me about well, your son. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking about gun control, um, like, you look at England, and they have the strictest gun control laws in, in, in the world, and yet the criminals get guns. Oh, to say, like, my son, he shot a gun in England, Manchester, England, in the air, and he got a 10-year sentence just for that. And yet they still have guns. That's my point. Is that oh, yeah. We could have the most strictest gun laws in the world, but the criminals, and he was acting as a criminal, can get guns. Is he out now? No, he's still in prison. Man, oh man, prison in Europe. Well, the good news is the food's no different on the inside oh. than it is the outside. 
Uh, well, how did this happen? Was he celebrating St. Patty's Day? What the hell happened? Yeah. Well, of course. Well, if you look at the newspapers in Manchester, they this like guy was like harassing them, and to like scare the guy, he shot a oh, shot a uh, handgun in the air to scare the guy off. Man, oh man! But uh, but. What I'm saying, the the, the point is, I'm a yeah. conservative, yeah. and I don't, I'm not pro, um, you know, gun control because when you outlaw guns, uh, the criminals will still have them. Of course, Rob, the criminals don't care about anything. You don't know that. No. Shame of it is, Rob. Too bad your son didn't come to Chicago, join the El Rukins, and shoot a gun off. I think they give him a Chrysler 300. In the meantime, good luck with that kid when you get him out. Let me know what I could do to help. Well, it's just about the gun control. Like England, you know, have strict gun gun laws, but it's it's like Chicago. They have strictest gun laws in the United States, but yeah, they have the highest. Yeah, yeah we had a good weekend. We only had what fifteen shot this weekend. That's like that's good for us. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rob. I wish you the best of luck. That's got to be painful, Jim. Ankle wheel. What the hell is ankle? Yeah. How are you? Uh, hey, that's a Rahm Emanuel reference. That's what he called Inglewood. Oh, Ingle Wheel. Yeah, go ahead. Ankle Wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the name of the woman that you were trying to think of is Lori Dan. Dan. You're right. Damn it. I couldn't remember that. And that, she was in Winnetka, yeah. right? You're right. And uh, the thing is, she was on Prozac. Yeah. Well, she, what do you think she, this uh, Caballero was on? She's a trans. She was a God knows how many things she was on. She was a she was a he him poor poor kid. Yeah, well, right. So the thing is, there's a lot of these shootings that are connected with the SSRI drugs. Oh, I could. You go to S. Yeah, SSRI stories is a website. You go there and you see a whole list of shootings like that. We had one in our family like that. Ah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, this is a tragedy all the way around. But, you know, it, right. the idea that our government, instead of investigating Big Pharma, instead of looking at what this kid was on, the side effects, or who right. told her she was a boy or whatever the hell is, this will be blamed uh-huh. on the Second Amendment. And in there lies the right. real travesty. Because the actions of this poor, sick, twisted moron will be used against people who were innocent rather than investigate how to prevent this from happening to another kid who's on a cocktail of drugs. I can't wait to see what she's on. But, you know, the, the, Jim, that's why don't be afraid to go with your gut. Stay off of that nonsense. Uh, Susan Highland Park. Hi there. So I, um, I attended a funeral this weekend for my aunt, who was 93 years old. And we want to go back to, you know, she wasn't a perfect person, but boy, did she have character. Oh. And part of the priest um, homily was about the culture of death in our society. Not saying that he's the only one that is aware of this, but absent people having been raised with the right sets of ideas about the value of life, we are going to continue to decline and be on this trajectory. Um, big Pharma, all of the, we have so many obstacles that are working. Susan, I'm going to tell you this, though. I I, I want you to think about something. I think it's a smaller or far smaller percentage of people that are are supporting the ideology of the Democrat mafia. 
supporting the ideology. I think that there's a lot of pressure to accept it, but I am telling you from somebody who only visits the kind of fascistic state Illinois is, it's not like this throughout the country. And that's where your ray of hope is. There are young people having kids that want to go back to the principles your aunt lived under. Far more than you think. There are very few that believe this culture of intoxication and and stupefaction and Prozac and mind-altering. Listen, one of my favorite things that Bill Maher does is he shows just how five years ago you didn't hear about this kind of insanity. Five years is all it took. For this poor girl, the God knows what she went through, the drugs she was on, that we'll find out in the future. But that's who's responsible for this today. Not the Second Amendment, not guns. The idea that we are telling kids it's okay to change their sexes through medication, to chemically alter their their makeup and not think bad things are going to happen. Ultimately, people will stop supporting the ideas of a party. So corrupted, it hires a racist to somehow justify racism and a socialist to somehow make you richer. Thank you very much, Susan. Sooner or later, you're going to have to pull your head out of your derriere and realize exactly what kind of uh, morons we're putting in office. <laughs> and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. See, here's a rule. Whatever this idiot's for, you're against. Because this stupid son of a gun is in a diaper celebrating ice cream when the world is imploding. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So there's a lot that was going on this week. I mean, a tremendous amount. But every once in a while, I'll get uh, somebody who wants me to talk about the Chicago mayor's race. It's interesting, the Chicago mayor's race. It's between bad and worse. I don't see an upside, and everybody's supposed to say, oh, no, Paul Vallis isn't as bad. Paul Vallis is a daily moron, always was. Lie right to your face and tell you what a great guy he is. And ironically, he's the better one in the race. There's no question about it. He's the better one. But do the people want the better one? I say no. Everyone knows what Brandon Johnson is, what he was, what ideology he shares. Here he is during the riots before Joe Biden stole the office of the presidency. About this is Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson. Good evening. Nice to see you. Hey, good evening. Thanks for having me. There was rioting and organized looting last night, and you're calling to defund the police. Explain that. Yeah, what we're seeing is obviously is uh, an outbreak of incredible frustration um, and anguish that communities that have been isolated um, through poverty over generations. That's what you saw during the the rioting and the looting under the scum George Floyd, the scum Drug addict scum. That's what the the neighborhoods are down. Well, how's it been since then, dummy? And you think he's not going to defund the police or he doesn't believe this? I can't wait to see a year from now. And what we have is um, sort of a typical, very standard, quite frankly, very tired response um, to the regularly scheduled pandemic, which is structural racism. And that response has been to increase um, police presence that has not led to anything of substance to secure communities and to make communities whole. So it's going to go down the trajectory of failure, corruption and stupidity that Chicago is. And then what happens? Well, 
there's indications all over Democrat hellholes that may still have some expensive areas in it. I know where it's going, and it'll hit all the right neighborhoods because Brandon Johnson was such a corrupt, incompetent moron failure in Cook County. He just blended in. So what's it look like? What's going to be on the horizon for Chicago? I can't wait. Yes, it is Friday, March 24th. Now, in Los Angeles, if you have a $5 million home and you want to sell, hurry up. Because on April 1st, eight days away, a so-called mansion tax will be imposed. Not Oh, just new taxes. And it'll be commercial real estate tax. It'll be rent income tax. It'll be retirement. It'll be national wealth tax. That's what you want in Chicago. I mean, you knew who Brandon Johnson was. And so... The fact of the matter is, because we're spending nearly $5 million a day just on policing, while families continue to experience homelessness, unemployment, lack of access to health care. And by the way, the crime rates, from the murder to the carjackings to the mayhem and all that, was about 70% less than it is today. Right again, Democrat moron, Phil in Merrillville. Hey, Sean, hey, how you doing, um... Yeah, I want to say that every time Biden and these Democrats keep talking about taking everybody's guns, we need to go out and buy more ammo, more guns. If you don't have a rifle, buy a rifle because it's highly accurate. You get longer distance and you can take a rifle with a nice scope on it and put it in the arms of an old grandma and she could hit what she's shooting. Phil, you're okay, brother. You're in Maryville, Indiana. You're okay. It's the people in Illinois who are stripped of rights. Yeah, well, I moved from Chicago, so, I mean. Now you know how to never vote Democrat again. And by the way, let me tell you what it looks like in uh, Florida. Don't mess with the Uber driver. Leave the Uber driver alone, because he just may be a certified police officer in waiting. And when you force him off of the road and threaten to shoot him with a gun while holding a cell phone in your right hand, which is a shiny object in a second, you could get shot and killed. <laughs> Do you love him? He's a, that's a sheriff. And a truck driver, tough guy from the northern states, tried to pull over an Uber driver who had just just passed his test to be a policeman in Sheriff Grady's uh, sheriff department. And here's how that went for that northern truck driver. This is a justifiable homicide all day long. All day long. You have the right to protect yourself. This is a classic stand-your-ground case. A classic, and this was the intent of the law. Good thing this wasn't Chicago. The guy would have been thrown in jail far greater than any drug-dealing scum on the south side. Let me paraphrase. Uber driver's just doing his job. He has no clue in the world what's happening until a truck forces him off of the road. The guy jumps out and in seconds is on him saying, I got a pistol, you want me to shoot you? And there's a happy ending. The Uber driver shoots the northern truck driver. He gone. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Over the weekend, the Tim 
Nitwit, Maxine Waters, who makes Ann Esther from Sanford and Son look like Halle Berry. This dog-faced pony soldier, her husband, his name is Sidney something, corrupt bastard from One United Bank in California. She uh, wanted to talk about Silicon Valley Bank, but she got her words all confused. I am very optimistic. Between the failure of crypto with FTX, between the failure of uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Not silicone. That's what you got in your bra. Besides her dentures flopping around in her mouth like only Kamala Harris could appreciate. Maxine Waters is a moron. She was a beneficiary of FTX, crypto billionaire who bribed her along with numerous other Democrats. She's also been a recipient of bailouts from her dimwit husband, corrupt One United Bank, and her grandson, who were the first under George Bush's bailout to receive money from the people and cover up the crime that was One United Bank. She's just at it again. So I wanted to get on an expert. E.J. and Tony, Silicon Valley Bank highlights the Biden administration's inconsistent rules, or is it so consistent with just the political corruption Chicagoans are used to? What do you think, E.J.? Sean, I think I need a cigar is what I think. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just you might as well sit back and enjoy yourself. Put your feet up and wait for somebody to arrest somebody, because this is just business as usual. The corrupt mafia bailing out its friends. And that's what Silicon Valley Bank was. It was a friend to this mafia, was it not? Absolutely. I mean, look at all the millionaires and billionaires on the left who had money in this bank, who basically got people riled up online to get a bailout and who petitioned the government to get a bailout. I mean, even the governor of California, dear goodness, you know, he, he was there begging the White House. Can we please get a bailout? Why? Because he had millions of dollars there. And this is uh, something that um, really the people are not supposed to do. However, through the back channels and dark rooms of corruption of, 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 a, of a Federal Reserve that is rogue and unrestrained in any category, and through the bastardized principle of fractional lending. This is something the people are entitled to, because their money was never at that bank. Once they deposited that money, it's all just a numbers game, a click of a mouse and a trick. So let's, let me be the devil advocate. If the Federal Reserve takes my money and uses it in fractional lending... Well, then Silicon Valley Bank is not housing my money. The Federal Reserve is. And why shouldn't I get my money back? You know, it, it's a good question. But here's, here's something that I think kind of puts fractional reserve uh, uh, banking in perspective. Imagine you give your keys to the valet and you go inside into a restaurant for dinner and then the valet proceeds to rent out your car. That is fractional reserve banking. Yeah. And if you come and ask for your car at the wrong time, as far as wrong time on the valet <laughs> schedule, then it's not going to be there. Congratulations. Yeah. And, if, and if they do something stupid with it, you lose your money. If, if the, the person renting your car does something stupid with it, they're going to crash it and you lose your car. So when you hear Maxine Waters, the dimwit indentures, spewing around her stupidity, this is really justification for more collective banking, This will be more difficult for small banks to stay in business. Small banks already cannot fight off the FDIC, the fractional lending institution. In fact, if you wanted to have a small bank and say, I don't want to participate in that. Could you even do that, EJ? 
No, I, I, I don't think you can. In fact, there was actually a bank. It's funny you mention that. There was a bank a number of years ago uh, that wanted to call themselves the Natural Bank, and they petitioned the Federal Reserve. And what they wanted to do was say, look, we're going to take deposits, and we're going to keep them all on hand, 100%. We're not going to make loans. We'll just take the money and park it at the Fed. And the Fed has repeatedly denied their request and won't give them permission to open. They can't get a charter, even though it would literally be the safest bank in the world. And so at the same time, the Fed denied the safest bank possible. They basically have broken the banking system and made every bank unsafe. I had a uh, I had a financial professor on uh, before you earlier in the show today, and he's in Europe. And you know what I think the the. The biggest problem is we're so used to being slaves. We're so used to this corrupt government. We expect it to steal our money and lie to our faces. And there aren't enough people who understand the principles of money, principles of America. Do you think that um, this can change? Do you think that ultimately people are going to reject the Maxine Waters or are they just is it it was the financial crisis of 08 too long ago and they don't realize that her husband and one united bank was recipients of bribery and they don't understand that she's been under investigation three and four times but those people who investigate are all benefit and get their jobs from her decisions do you think maybe the culture of corruption is is at a point where the people are going to push back do you feel a change or do you think we're just in for more of what we're used to already I, I do feel a change because the, the corruption, I think, Sean, is getting so blatant right yeah. now that people can't help but notice it. But you know, as far as 2008 goes, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that that has faded from a lot of people's memory because I think everyone learned learned the wrong lessons. I mean, look at look at what look at what they did with all the bailouts. And the fact that everyone just kind of continued on like it was business as usual after that. No, no, it wasn't. The, you know, the, the Fed was was quarantining off trillions of dollars to try to prevent inflation. And it largely did for a decade. But it stagnated economic growth. It set us up for asset bubbles, which, you know, then all the spending in COVID put that on steroids. And as those bubbles pop one by one, we're going to have disaster after disaster. In fact, what it did that I, I found such optimism in, granted, it was it was corrupted by the players in it, like uh, Adam Kinzinger and the scumbag Irish gypsy Joe Walsh. But the Tea Party kind of came up because of it, because at that time, people were so disgusted with the bailout and disgusted with the idea that they could cram through and bribe something called the Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare, that rightfully was predicted to destroy the healthcare system. And there were so many people that just said, I've enough is enough. And they came up. Whose fault was it that the tea party petered out? Was it the people who supported and elected the tea party or was it the system of corruption we call Washington DC, which cultivated these guys who said they were going to be tea party guys to be the scum and the scourge of Adam Kinzinger and Joe Walsh. I I put that blame solely at the feet of those in D.C. Look look at guys like Boehner. Look at guys like Paul Ryan, you know, who paid a lot of lip service to the Tea Party and to other conservative groups. And then what did they do? They stabbed them all in the back. They passed massive spending bills. There was no regulatory reform. I mean, they did nothing that their constituents sent them to Washington to do. But they survived. They did something that only a cockroach could do. They just laid in wait until the debris passed and now they're back out of the closet. 
and more powerful than ever, as John Boehner is a lobbyist for the dope industry. And uh, his his cohort, his lapdog, Paul Ryan, not only sits on the board of Fox, but is in an, a, a, a tremendous lobbyist position. So if if the people, both Republicans and Democrats, identify the problem in government as money, but yet their their demands for the corruption to go by the wayside are ignored. What's the future look like, in your opinion? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually hopeful because when I talk to congressmen here in D.C., I am surprised at how many of them just just are, are willing to to not only listen to what we have to say, but oftentimes have already come to the same conclusion. I'll, I'll give you one example. You know, I, I've walked into several offices and, and tried to explain to people, look, it is government spending that got us into this situation. We would not have these gross distortions and in interest rates right now and, and maturities risks. And we would not have, uh, you, know, we, you know, all of that happened because the Fed set rates too low for too long, right? Why did they do that? To finance trillions of dollars in government spending that we couldn't afford. Okay, why did we do that? Well, because politicians wanted to spend the money and they weren't willing to tax the people to get it. So, and they and they immediately say, not only, well, wow, that makes a lot of sense. They say, yeah, that's what we thought, too. So the fact that we have so many politicians now who actually seem like they've got their head on straight, that does give me hope. You know, what gives me hope, too, is that I think I think the people who are new to office understand the connection and the correlation between a bastardized economy and war. And when you look at so many of the fronts we're in. And I understand that they put lipstick on the pig that is Africa, lipstick on the pig that is Syria, lipstick on the pig that is the Middle East. There are new people in Congress that want peace, even with so much as Russia. Do you think that that will, that that desire to have peace is understood by enough people in power to realize all of this stems from our bastardized principles of our dollar and that these other countries that are demanding to go off of the dollar are correct that they should not be extorted by a country that can just willy-nilly click a button and bail out their corrupt friends. I mean, do they understand that we have no integrity in the world because we deserve it? And these political whores like Maxine Waters, ugly though she may be, deserve and, 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 and really have earned the disgust of world powers? You know, Sean, a lot of chickens are coming home to roost right now. Ooh. The fact that we have, have weaponized our dollar so much it is doing exactly what you said. It, it is destroying the United States dollar as the reserve currency of the world. But, you know, another important thing with, with wars that we have to remember, we never had a world war before central banks became mainstream. And if you look at all of the major belligerents, even in World War One. Right. They yeah. all had central banks before that became possible. When before before these countries had central banks, they were never able to launch these large scale wars. You know, EJ, it, it's funny you say that, because when you go back, someone, some smart person is going to do the correlation between Bismarck, Hindenburg and Hitler and realize how our government has so mirrored Bismarck. Hindenburg and Hitler. And the irony is Bismarck would have fit more under the Trump years. Hindenburg could arguably be the the idiot Biden, but the Hitler in this country is maybe yet to come. I wonder if enough people realize some silk, slick, silver tongue Marxist devil could actually be the a 
American version of Hitler the next time around as people pretend, oh, it's going to be Trump and Biden and all the rest of it. The one thing about the future is that we don't know. But when countries are, are tipped towards bankruptcy and foreign policy instability, they're more often susceptible to a collectivist silver tongue devil than they are somebody spewing liberty, freedom and principles, don't you think? Absolutely. And and if we had youth in this country who had actually been educated and who knew their history, they would know what Hitler was about and they would therefore know what to look out for, even if it was just subconscious. But instead, what do they know? All they know is anyone I disagree with is Hitler. So they are not going to see the warning signs coming, unfortunately. You know, but it's funny if you if you go back in history, it was really Bismarck that set the tone for who would be Hitler. And it was through the same policies we embraced under Bush, it's shocking to me that, that, that so many Americans, uh, you know, were willing to turn over the money printer the way Bush told them. An idiot, George Bush, an idiot who admitted that he's breaking the principles of capitalism, of right and wrong, of government neutered in the corner versus collectivist overlord. And uh, a lot of Republicans supported that. Isn't that really our problem? I mean, Democrats always preach collectivism. Always wanted top-down control. Always supported gangsters like Daly in Chicago. Corrupt Democrat mafias throughout the country. Wasn't it us that really laid the groundwork for this? When I say us, I mean the non-Democrats? Sean, I think that's a great point. I think this was one of the reasons why the Tea Party was so disheartened and why it really petered out as a movement. Because a lot of people realize Republicans, for the most part in this country, are not actually conservative. I'm talking, obviously, about politicians, not the people. Yeah. But Republican politicians, for the most part, are just Democrats going the speed limit. Oh, I like that. I'm so stealing that from you. In the meantime, uh, what else you got coming out at Heritage? Now, uh, this article that you wrote, Silicon Valley, I, I found it at the DailySignal.com. But um, do you think that people will go into... Maxine Waters, her tie to Silicon Valley, her tie to FTX, and then revisit how she covered up the corruption between one United Bank and her dimwit husband, the unluckiest Caballero in California. Because if you've got Maxine Waters laying, laying in bed naked for you, I really don't care about the financial scandal. You almost earned it. But do you think maybe people will wake up and see this isn't anything new for the dog face pony soldier Maxine Waters? I, you know, I really hope people, are, again, are waking up more and more to the corruption. I'm seeing it little by little. I hope it accelerates. You know, and the, the latest thing that I'm looking into, Sean, this is nuts. Do you know how much the Fed is paying banks and hedge funds to keep their money parked at the Fed? Three quarters of a billion dollars every single day. They are literally creating money to try to fight inflation. I mean, you're putting themselves <laughs> into a death spiral right now. Did anybody do the research on that? When does that chicken home come home to roost? But here's the other thing. Is that because you're, you finally found a way to, to peel back the onion that is the, uh, the uh, reverse repo? Or is that outside of the reverse repo? So that, that includes both the reverse repos and the interest on reserves, which are, I mean, they're effectively just ways to try to sterilize money to keep it out of of the fractional reserve banking system so it can't multiply. So, so it's like create- a lower whacker. So then what the people see is upper whacker, but the lower whacker is the Federal Reserve creating how much money? How much would you say? This is five point seven trillion dollars. And that's a year? No, it's five point seven trillion that they're keeping uh, sterilized right now, <gasps> but but they're paying out they're paying out seven hundred and fifty million every single day in interest. 
And that's just to keep this under wraps and off the books. For lack of a better phrase. Oh, the NSA probably killed you. Is that why you're not talking? The NSA kill you? Are you there? No? All right. Well, that's a big that's a big scandal, kid. When are you going to release this article? Uh, we're, we're hoping to have it out later this week. Oh, EJ and Tony. This is earth shattering. This is something that a congressman should bring to the floor. This is something that needs hearings and investigations. Right? Right. How, how did we get to a place where the Fed is literally having to create money to fight inflation? They're literally causing inflation to fight it. And you're making every enemy of the dollar, regardless of their policies domestically, you're making them right because their accusations are our monetary system is corrupt and it's run by corrupt people. And that and we are making them right. I see it no other way. Do you? No, not not at all. All right, EJ Anthony. Maybe we could uh, get together with George Soros and the other Democrat scourge, put my name on a ballot, steal the election and straighten this all out in about 95 days. What do you say? Oh, 30 days tops. <laughs> EJ and Tony, people at Heritage, I love you. Thank you for doing the hard work. Oh, thank you for having me, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Do you know there are people out there that do not remember 2008? There are morons out there that do not realize who exactly Maxine Waters is. Besides the asset to every repulsive-looking person in America. We're going to turn now to a GMA exclusive. Representative Maxine Waters of California speaking out in her first television interview since the bipartisan House Ethics Committee charged her with misusing her office for personal gain. The charges involve her husband's investment in a bank that was granted millions in government bailout money. Specifically, the committee found that Waters' chief of staff, who was also her grandson, worked to get that government help for the bank. The trial is set for this fall, and Congresswoman Waters says she is going to fight, not settle. Bribe. Not pay. That's what she did. And in the meantime, what's the other corrupt whore who is also repulsive looking? The Department of Energy released another 15 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, extending our previously announced release through the month of December. Yay! Weaken our country while strengthening enemies, all of whom bribed him. The asset of enemies foreign and domestic, Joe Biden. Kim in Naperville. Kim? Hey, Sean, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, hey, I was uh, calling about this tragic shooting in Nashville today where the three children and three teachers were murdered by this transgendered woman. And I have a question for you. How long do you think, what's the over-under on how long it's going to take the mainstream media to portray the shooter as the victim here because she's been misgendered or... Well, I don't think I, I don't think or she's been abused, etc. To a, it be 24 hours or, or less. To a certain extent, I don't think they're wrong in doing that. She is a victim. She's a victim of a society that would 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 help her, would pay for her to, to induce drugs to forever change her character, to change her personality, to forever give side effects that lead to suicidal tendencies, thoughts of depression. You know, like the ones that are always advertised in antidepressants anyway. As this country takes 80% of all antidepressants in one country, and you don't think there's any side effects or cause, we're the ones that did this to our kids. 
I, I remember when my kids were young in school. What was the thing? Oh, they have ADHD. They have ADD. Let's get them on drugs. Let's get them an EIN. We're the ones that allowed these political whores to profit from policies in the name of our children. We paved the road for this, this poor kid to a certain extent to commit this heinous act because we don't know what these chemicals do to people. And yet we are happy to give them to our kids. We're the ones that tell them, you know what? I know that you're a girl, but maybe you're a boy. Just take this and put on a pair of Levi's. I mean, to a way, to a certain extent, we're the ones that are guilty for this. So I don't think it'll take long, right? I just did it. Thank you very much, Kim. After all, when a society entertains this perversion, who's responsible? Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos. So, so trans woman, which means it's a dude. Well, no, no, no. This is a woman. This is a woman. This is she's got the she's got she doesn't have the three piece set like the guy who got punched by the TSA agent who pretended to be a girl. This is the opposite. She pretended to have a Schwansteiger like Sonny and Cher's kid, Chaz Bono, who still doesn't have a three piece set. But go ahead. Uh, I just appreciate you clearing it up because I mean, for, for these these shooters are almost always guys. So I made the assumption that this is a guy saying he's a girl. So you're saying it's a it's a girl it's a saying woman. it was yeah it's a girl who was told that she might be uh, a guy, but yet she can never write her name in the snow the way we can. It's a cruel buddy. world, yes. But take it this way: if she was a six foot four athlete pretending to be a woman, she'd be a champion swimmer. It's hard to keep score out there. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. How you doing? <laughs> Listen, you're on the chipmunk line. We're going to put you on hold. We'll have Honey Bunny square you away. Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. Only I could pull that off. But in the meantime, while all this is going on, while all of this, Joe Biden's ice cream palette and the rest of it, what's really, really the agenda of the Fourth Reich. Senator Johnson, Senator Stabenow. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Director Young, welcome. Uh, Seeing as this is the budget committee, I'd like to separate rhetoric from actual numbers and start using some numbers. We've heard a lot of rhetoric in in terms of the wealthy. Uh, In your testimony, you said the wealthy, quote, were going to begin to pay their fair share, unquote. So I think my question for you is, at what point... Will you consider the wealthy paying their fair share? The most recent analysis I have comes from the Tax Foundation for tax year 2020, where the top 1% made 22.2% of income, but paid 42.3% of the income tax. You see, we keep pretending that we're not paying our fair share. You know who's not paying their fair share? Anybody voting and donating to Democrats because it's a mafia that pays off its contributors. The whole time targeting its enemies. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Hey, thanks a lot for taking my call. Anytime. Thanks for making it. Hey, listen, um, you stop and think about like, well, this shooter here and all that. But putting that all aside for a minute, and uh, but on the same uh, kind of um, uh, situation, you got those uh, teachers that the uh, the um, government's going after at this you know school meeting. Not teachers, the parents at the uh Teacher meetings, okay? Yeah. Parent teacher board meetings. meetings, yeah. Yeah, and then you got the uh, they were going after the uh, Patriots at the January sixth. You got the the setup with the, the Whitmer case and thing. I know you got a lot of law enforcement doing a lot of things that are basically just uh, political against um, uh, Patriots and uh, Trump voters. And then all the while, the crime families of Biden and uh, Clintons and a whole bunch of them and all these other politicians 
they do everything at will. Nothing, uh, you know, nothing. They're the protected then, class. Those are, it's an oligarch system, brother. And then the, uh, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, uh, when they go in, um, oh boy, I lost my train of thought, Sean. Oh boy. You fumbled. I'll cover for you. I know what you mean. What he means is he doesn't like the idea that there is a protected oligarch class. They're called Democrats, but they're also some Republicans and they never get investigated. They never get audited because they're the corrupt oligarch of the government. All right. I got you. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Hey, Sean. Uh, Don't lose your train of thought. We already had one today. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> What's the common thread of all these the kids who do the uh, the shootings in high school? What's the common thread? They're on drugs to some sort, I would like to say, but I don't, you know, listen. We well, are, it, it comes down, it's despair and desperation. Yeah, but and there's also a thing, Kevin, that, that happened, you know, before Columbine, or, or after Columbine, that didn't happen before. And that is the yeah, introduction well, to mind-altering drugs into teenagers, into pre pubescence, well, into uh, us. Uh, you, when you and I went to school, what, what did they have? Did they have ADHD? Or did they call you hyper? Did they have special, right. right? Did they separate the kids who couldn't keep up from the other kids so that the kids who, well, also, who were excellent could be excellent? You know, there's a, there's a whole jujitsu that went on since you and I were kids. Well, and they also established a pecking order naturally. They allowed that to happen. It's also the, it's not just the drugs that came out, but it's also the changes in education and how they approach people. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody, you know, it's the ideology so it, of the teachers. It, well, it's it's the ideology that came through the schools that taught those teachers to put it in there. Yeah. So there's studies out there, if you search it, as far as what's the common thread. It's how education changed. And because what that does is kids are desperate. They don't know how to what to do, how to act. Why has suicide gone up so much in high school? Kevin, but you know as well as I do, because we're about the same age, how many of our yeah. friends accepted the idea that their kids needed to be on antidepressants from puberty? And in there lies the real problem, Kevin. I'm never a fan of drugs. Thank you very much for the call. Mayor, Chicago. Hi, how's it going? Uh, I was on here uh, not that long ago. Do you remember? I do. I remember, yes. Yeah, I, I got that shirt, by the way. Oh, very good. You wear it wear yeah. it in good health. Go ahead. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. I have personal experience from public schools, and I have... Uh, for, I know people uh, uh, that are friends with my friends, and they're becoming transgender, and it's just, it's just very sad. And the teachers are brainwashing them to do crazy stuff. And these public schools are just very bad environments. And I know friends who I was in public school with them in eighth grade, and now they're in games. And, and it's just these, these public schools are really bad and very toxic, and it's just absolutely terrible. And, but you're yeah, our hope, um, Mayor. You're our hope. I mean that. Thank you Life so is an individual sport. You and your friends coming up with the solutions of individuality and recognizing what this country's built on, rather than this collective insanity you're seeing steeped in failure and corruption. And knowing it, you knowing it, will forever change the course of a thousand lives. So do not be swayed by corruption and lured by the idea that the government is going to help you or the fact that the government has ever done anything right. Just keep pointing out yeah. to your friends what is the one government policy of success? Can you name one? And ultimately, they'll have to admit we're being lied to by corrupt losers called politicians. Mayor, in the meantime, you stay strong because it's your generation that's under attack. And thank you very much for the, making yeah. the call. I appreciate it. Wear that shirt. Proud. Wear it loud. 
312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I, I have to tell you, the idea that somehow this is normal. Listen, you fracking mor- Don't talk sex to fourth graders, you idiot. Could you imagine trying that in the 70s in Melrose Park? My word. You'd be hanging on to that Buick coat ornament for your life. Mary in Chicago. Hello? Hi, Mary. Oh, Mary. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Um, I, have a, I have a question and just wondering, is there like a protection system for people who are being targeted um, because they're speaking their mind against like the woke community? Um, just a quick example. There's a, this creep old guy named Jeffrey Marsh. He's on um, YouTube, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. And he is like acting like Mr. Rogers the opposite way he's grooming trying to groom kids and so there's a woman that went wait a minute wait a minute let me get this straight now because i got i got yeah. there's somebody right oh. now as i speak to you right now on youtube uh-huh. grooming kids to do what mm-hmm. to uh go against their parents their parents are wrong their parents are blind and um you're a boy no you're a girl you can be both because this guy he's like i don't know if he's a hermaphrodite i don't know what he is hermaphrodite that's very rare that's when you're born with everything right that's you gotta move stuff over to have a good time i don't know what that is thank god i didn't get that yeah okay i'll make exceptions for the hermaphrodites but uh yeah i don't know mary are we lucky or what kid we're old huh thank god can you imagine yeah, but I'm just there's a, a woman on that that she is protesting, like she's going against what he's his his acts, and so now he went on this campaign and got all these people to go against her, and she's like crying and that she's like, well, they're against me now. They, they targeted my children. They know where I live. Oh my like, god! Like you know, I got to tell you, I mean, I've been, I've been right now, right now, my cigar store are trying to get rid of my license. They're saying I didn't follow. I can't imagine. That's just because I have a big mouth. But this thing, you got to pick up your kids and get the hell out of here. I mean, it. because this isn't tolerated yeah. in Florida. You can't even. A, yeah. a, a teachers talk about it. That's it. The teachers fire. You got to go where you're protected, where your freedoms are protected. And you got to run from areas that would tell your kid. This is this is fine. Good good news is, Mayor, we're old. Thank God we're old. In the meantime, I remember what a dog-faced pony soldier is. Blind dog-faced pony soldier. The pony soldier speaks with a tongue on the snake that rattles. It is standing bear who speaks with a forked tongue. Boy, whenever I hear a dog-faced pony soldier. I am very optimistic. Hoo-wee! You put the ug in ugly, Maxine Waters. My word! Your husband almost deserves the money he stole. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing tonight, Sean? Well, hey, I had better a than Maxine Waters' husband, that poor guy. Oh, I've seen better faces on carps, man, oh. but that's another story. Keeps trying to stick a fork hey. in the toaster. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, I just had a comment. You know, if you're lucky, what always stops a crazy person with a gun is another gun, and they're trying to take them away from us. <clears throat> they were talking for a while about all the citizens with permits that were involved in a crime and were able to defend himself. And there was even some stories about that in the city of Chicago. It's funny how they hushed that up right away. Lloyd, ask me how many guns I have. Ask me. Ask me. 
I know you're like everybody else. You've got one or two. I know. I've got none. Zero. I've never had a gun. I don't own guns. I don't like guns. Thank you very much. I'm still in Illinois. I'll think differently when I'm in a free state. All right. Let's bring on the... Oh, God. It's the segment slayer. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean. um, I hate to sound like I'm trying to politicize the shooting, but I'm just pointing out there the uh, big Democrat corporate media's um, politicization of this. They checked only two boxes on this one, rifle and um, uh, assault. All right, what are you, what are you driving? They, you got your window cracked or is the tea ready? What do you got going on there, David and Lansing? Oh, God, you're uh, terrible at this. Let me handle this. Will you please? For the love of God. Line dog face pony soldier. The pony soldier speaks with a tongue on his neck that rattles. It's standing bear who speaks with a forked tongue. It's Maxine Waters who can make butter by staring at mil- staring at milk. Oh, it's between boring. the failure of Woo, crypto and hey. FTX, between the failure of uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon, you stupid son of a gun. And how many hundreds of millions did you take from FTX, you lion dog-faced pony soldier? My sympathies to your unlucky husband, who's been cursed ever since Viagra kicked in. Now he has no excuses to run away from you. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 